Welcome to the Fun Astrology Podcast for January 7th, Saturday. Thomas Miller in the van. Let's talk some financial astrology today. And I'm seeing from this newsletter that Ray covers quite a bit of, well, what's in front of us. So let's dig into this. I'll tell you, because of the length of this, I'm going to forego the normal news clippings, all right? Actually, let's do this first one because it does set the stage of what came out yesterday that moved the markets. So this is from CNBC yesterday. Payroll growth decelerated in December. Payroll growth, or you could say payroll growth, (laughs) depending on that's the perspective. But that's a sign that the labor market remains strong even as the Federal Reserve tries to slow economic growth. Non-farm payrolls increased by 223,000 for the month, above the Dow Jones estimate for 200,000, while unemployment fell to 3.5%. That was 0.2 percentage points below the expectation. Wage growth was less than expected in an indication that inflation pressures could be weakening. Average hourly earnings rose 0.3% for the month and increased 4.6% from a year ago. That's what moved the market yesterday. Now, raise comments. And by the way, the 2023 forecast audiobook is out. It's five and a half hours of mundane astrology, not financial astrology. When he talks in here about the financial pieces, that is not in the 2023 forecast. It is pure mundane, what is going to happen in the world, and it is comprehensive. So if you're interested in that, it's a great listen. It's an easy listen. There are a few charts in it, but there's an accompanying PDF where you can download the charts and have them in front of you so you can see exactly what he's talking about. And would love to have you pick that up if you're interested. It's an excellent piece of work. Trends is still on its way. We're still navigating some stuff, I guess, with Audible, but hopefully that gets worked out soon. As the first week of the new year ends, it appears the trickster, of course Mercury, is well into his natural element of sudden short-term reversals. Stock indices looked pressured, but on Friday, the U.S. payroll reports came out weak, as was expected, but the gains in wages were considerably less than expected. On that news, investors saw little reason for the Fed to stay so hawkish on interest rates related to rising inflation, so the stock market took off, with the Dow Jones Industrial Average closing up 700 points, and at its highest level since the Jupiter-Uranus semi-square low of December 22nd and 23rd. Gold also soared to a new high cycle on that news, climbing all the way to 1875.20. Just nine weeks ago, it had bottomed at 1618.30. Silver, on the other hand, could not climb to a new cycle high. The high of 2477 on the first trading day of the year stands intact, as it closed the week just below $24. Crude oil made a new high cycle on Tuesday, the first trading day of the new year, at $81.50 and then started to sell off again towards $70. Trader Joe still appears to be relatively indecisive about replenishing the Strategic Petroleum Reserve stockpile by 300 million barrels, despite the fact that prices have fallen into the price range he wanted and he announced publicly that that's where he would buy back most of what he had sold. Now the short-term geocosmics. This is now the middle of the Mercury retrograde trickster cycle. 
Markets that did not make major or greater cycles at the time of the retrograde, which was December 29th, plus or minus four days, will often do so at the midpoint of the retrograde, which is now. This may be one reason to be concerned about the strong rallies in gold and the stock indices on Friday to half-cycle highs. But looking ahead, a stronger period for political and financial market activity is looming when three planets will change direction. The first will be Mars, turning direct in Gemini on January 12th. This is more powerful than Mercury, turning direct, which takes place on the 18th of January, but probably equally as explosive as Uranus changing directions on January 22nd. The two together, Mars and Uranus, being highlighted by their stations January 12th through 22nd, can be very disruptive. Any market nearing its yearly high or low is vulnerable to breaking out. Any nation whose borders are insecure is vulnerable to an onslaught of those who wish to invade or break through. Any corporation, government, or group whose leadership is under attack by social activists are also vulnerable to being taken over, and those leaders may be forced out or have to make concessions that severely limit their ability to govern. The next two weeks may coincide with sudden reversals and wild price swings due to the instability of the systems of governance in business or politics under the heavy cosmic presence of Mars and Uranus. Now the longer-term thoughts, and again I'm going to skip the articles. Dishonest people are attracted to three things. Money, power, and honest people. They need the latter as a cover to pilfer and hijack the former, too. So it is with the extremist movements in government and corporate politics, which will reach a crescendo of corruption and manipulation as Pluto moves back and forth over zero degrees Aquarius and Saturn transits through Pisces, starting in March 2023 and lasting into 2026. Let's try to understand how this may affect the world of finances, where money just seems to disappear into thin air as the result of covert Pluto, theft by dishonest people taking advantage of honest folks, Saturn in Pisces. To understand Pluto in Aquarius, start by remembering that in mythology, Pluto is the god of the underworld, and Aquarius represents the consciousness of the collective, and its urge to invent new things to potentially benefit humankind. Aquarius also represents the study of astrology and communities of like-minded people who share a similar interest in advancing the good fortunes of humankind. Also, as god of the underworld, whose earlier name was Hades, he is considered the wealthiest of the gods. Wealth and power often go together, although they don't have to. Pluto was a kidnapper whose activities caused harm and pain, even threats to life. According to Wikipedia, he took Proserpina, who was daughter of Ceres, to the underworld to be his wife. But Ceres cried and did not let her plants grow on the earth. People needed the plants so much that Jupiter made Pluto give her up. The deal they worked out was that for six months, Pluto got Proserpina. While Proserpina was in the underworld, no plants could grow on earth, and it was winter. Then, when Proserpina went back to her mother, it was summer. This is how the Romans explained the seasons. This is a useful description of Pluto's basic nature. 
to take what is not his by force or manipulation from those who are basically honest and good, and causing immense pain to others, the world, unless a deal can be made that allows him some or all power. You see this play acting out in today's world very clearly. So it is for the next two to three years. We are apt to see more and more causes of kidnapping or the attempt to hijack territories and overtake power from groups such as major astrology organizations and even nations that are uplifting the consciousness and well-being of others. The irony and dishonesty are that these usurpers will claim that they are the ones who support the uplifting of consciousness and opportunities. But in truth, they are opaque about their real agendas or activities. They work hard to avoid detection, Saturn and Neptune, that they are really subsuming the visions of the Aquarian-minded groups as a cover for their own covert aims of acquiring power or the treasury. The next three years are likely to see major transfers of money and wealth from the treasuries of one organization to that of others in very non-transparent ways such as awards of scholarships or financial aid or investments to other organizations and groups controlled by the corrupt Plutonian-minded individuals under the guise that they are doing good deeds espoused by the Aquarian-minded groups. In like fashion, the election of boards of directors may also be manipulated or rigged in such ways as only offering choices of candidates who fit a certain political or ideological profile instead of possessing merit or having exhibited real understanding and support for the stated aims of the organization. There may be the appearance of a fair and honest election process, but in reality there are no choices of candidates who have done the work that has supported the success of the group, and who would have the support of the majority of the membership, stockholders, or citizens, if given the choice. What can be done about this trend for the next two years? Not much. You can try to make deals, like Kevin McCarthy, in an effort to appease the minority usurpers in his party, the Republicans, but in doing so, you may have to give up all the power. Or you can inform the world about this kidnapping, quote-unquote, of the vision, power, and wealth of the organizations they supported, and hope that the pressure to do so will bring to light the shadows in which these usurpers operate. For after all, Pluto does not warrant transparency when it is trying to abscond with something that is not his. On the other hand, when trying to prevent theft of power and wealth, Pluto can be very successful when affirming his power to investigate and reveal. No one escapes a Pluto transit unscathed, especially those who operate in Pluto's underworld and are detected by others for what they are really up to which is basically to violate the trust and goodwill previously established by the organization prior to the attempted takeover. What does this mean to the world of finances in the next couple of years? It suggests that many corporations, groups, and governments are vulnerable to coups behind the scenes by activists to overtake control of their leadership and treasuries. Money may disappear, be transferred from the Aquarian-minded organizations to the more Plutonian-oriented ones, or into the coffers of corrupt individuals who have used honest people with humanistic goals as a cover for their underhanded means. Watch especially those governments, corporations, and groups 
who have zero degrees Aquarius or even zero degrees fixed signs prominent in their charts. They are vulnerable and may not even know it. What is needed are leaders who express the positive side of Saturn in Pisces, commitment to a path of virtue and honesty over non-transparency of corrupt agendas and motives. We need those who perceive their shadow and light simultaneously, those who see themselves from two sides and thus get in the middle. In other words, those who recognize the importance of moderation, the Jupiter-Saturn waxing cycle, and the realization that progress is not some act of reactionary extremism. Pluto and Aquarius transiting over the Jupiter-Saturn supercharged degree of zero degrees, Aquarius. That concludes Ray's thoughts. Yesterday morning I had an email from somebody who reminded me of some comments from several years ago about the challenges that we've seen in the government this past week. I was trying to look at it through the eyes of an alien. <laughs> in other words, just total detachment, pure observation. So I don't care if you like Kevin McCarthy, thought it should have been a first-round vote and that he should be the Speaker of the House. If you think that this was a heroic stand to change the old guard, it doesn't matter. I'm just looking at it of what happened, what elevate above all the politics and observe. And what I saw was a resistance that represented about 10%. So if you take the 218, this was 20, so not quite 10% of a resistance that eventually folded. Now that's basically what happened. Well, I think that could be a fractal. So in other words, in this new energy, now remember, we, as he mentioned, we have Mars getting ready to turn back direct in Gemini. So there's division, there's separation, there's two, there's duality. Now, this all happened with it still in retrograde, which means infighting, right? So we'll have to see when this turns direct where that fighting goes. But I think that we are under the influence of a Pluto that is very much in the latter degrees of Capricorn and very much setting its sights on Aquarius. So these are the kinds of challenges, the new kinds of things. I mean, this hasn't happened in how many years have they said now? 15 times? 15 votes? Like hasn't happened for blah, 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 a bunch of years? I mean, you can't make this stuff up, folks. So yes, I agree completely that the astrology was very much being displayed this week for those interpreting it. And I think the fractal is to say things are not going to be normal. There are going to continue to be these challenges. And what Ray did was took it even into the financial markets and even to the boards of corporations of public companies to saying that these boards are going to be elected differently and there might be these little skirmishes, but what the real challenge of Pluto and Aquarius is, as these two sides start to fight it out, the new side and the old guard, who eventually comes out on top. That's going to be the interesting thing. All right. Hope that helps. This is an interesting week this week as the markets ended up breaking into what might be an uptrend for a while. So have a great rest of the weekend. I'll see you back on Monday from the road in Florida. Have a great one. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.